Adio. We didn't change polos. Oh. I don't want to. I don't have another one. I don't have another What am I going to do? Ready? Are we ready, guys? No. Okay, good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another NYC Godcast. Today, we're going to be continuing on with our new series, Nuggets of Knowledge, which... James, only you can make nuggets sound so scholarly. Oh, it's this seat. Over there, it's completely different story. Really <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. But, um, but I, I've noticed something about myself, is that I love nuggets of all kind, whether they be knowledge or chicken. Chicken nuggets are pretty much my like only food group so just good. don't get them confused and dip them in barbecue <laughs> nuggets of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> so we were um, there gnawing on a dictionary basically <laughs> anyway back to the topic at hand today we're going to be looking at church um first i think we need to establish if we think that god thinks that church is important which i think that we know that answer but in hebrews 10 25 says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another in so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Um, so I don't know about you, but it seems pretty clear, you know, cut and dry. This verse is literally telling us that we are to assemble together. We're supposed to be together. And it continues on to say that we need to exhort one another. So not only do we need to attend church, like that's one thing to get your feet into the door, but you have to be actively involved um, and exhort the your brothers and sisters. We're never called to be bored in church. Um, we're not supposed to be uninterested and we're not just supposed to, you know, plop our butts in a pew and call it a day. We're supposed to be living and loving and encouraging the congregation. Um, being a member of God's church goes so far beyond walking your feet through the door. Um and, you know, I feel like a lot of times we're like halfway kind of sort of listening to the sermons and to the songs. Mm -hmm. And we're really just wondering when they're going to be done so that when we, we can, can go get some chicken nuggets, go get some chicken nuggets <laughs> whether that be out back or, at, you know, dinner or whatever. We're always looking forward, even like as like us, even if we're not thinking about food, we're like, oh, well, we got to do the podcast and we have to do this. and We have to do that. So I think that a lot of times we're not focused inside a church the way we're supposed mm -hmm. to be. So it's kind of like uh, the old cliche i mean you're a you're a scholar billy you I, understand uh, yes. for, for now for now, for now. Yeah. Uh, but like when you you know use a, a screwdriver as a hammer mm -hmm. like god mm -hmm. intended it for one use and we're totally misusing it and and so we're like why is this not working why yeah. is church boring well it's because you're not using it well the bible shows us that being active what active being active in a church looks like in colossians three sixteen, it says let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord mm, that last line e i've known some people <laughs> they're not singing with grace with their hearts into the lord well that's the thing is like we're not supposed to be just like kind of sitting there. And I think that's the problem is we all get to this thing. We get into a rut. Mm -hmm. We're used to it. And especially, um, I would even say our church pre COVID was like mm -hmm. that. Like, we're like, okay, we come in, we got like three songs. Mm -hmm. We got two congregationals. We got three normal worship songs and then we get done. And then that's when we have preaching and that's like an hour and you know, 3 million years. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you do you know what I mean? Like we just get used to those things yeah. and we're like, okay, 1230. That means that, you know, it's about time. You know what I mean? But it's never meant to be that way. So I think one of the great things about that verse is that I, I am so adamant. I've, I've 
talked about this so many times i'm so adamant that church was never supposed to be a spectator sport Mm -hmm. it's never supposed to be pyramid scheme right where there's the preacher at the top and singer at the top then you work down to the little people in the pews it's supposed to be a spectator sport it's or it's not supposed to be (laughs) it's supposed to be where we're all active we're all playing a role to make this thing happen and if that's not what's going on in your church it's not a biblical church exactly um you know you go back well you're gonna talk about acts in a bit but you go back to acts Mm -hmm. and like it was literally in people's houses yeah Mm -hmm. like it'd be awkward if someone stands up on your couch and was like all right I am going to sing and preach. Like, or you know what I mean? Like, it was literally the reason it was in their house. Like, it was just a coming together as a mm-hmm. family, uh, doing it together corporately. It wasn't supposed to be like what religion has made it, yeah. where it's just like a, it is, it's like a show. Yeah. It's well, like it just a, makes you feel good. Like, oh, I went to church this yeah, week. Check it out. I'm, a, I'm a good Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, and that's the thing. I work with several people that I, I don't, like, I'm not God, so I don't know if they're lost or not. Based on what I know, I would assume. And so, like, for me, it's like, they know that church is important, mm-hmm. but they don't understand like they're like i just need to go to church right but they don't actively partake in it they don't take any like anything from it they're just Mm -hmm. like yeah me walking into the church means i did good thing Mm -hmm. and that's all it is for them well and even i think that i think what you get out of it is affected by your approach to it Mm -hmm. so i've heard i mean i've been in the same church my whole life but i've heard so many people say well i'm just not getting anything out of it i'm Mm -hmm. just not growing i'm just not um and i'm looking at them like well did you did you put anything into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't expect a cake to feed you if you didn't make the cake. Like you have to, you have to put the ingredients in the bowl, whip it up, bake it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it literally mm-hmm. church is only, you only get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not engaging and you're not involved mm-hmm. and you're not participating and you're not serving and you're not, if, if you're going to get without giving, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's exactly like we um, talked about last week. We were, it was the, um, parallels between normal life, like your physical, secular life to your church life. That's the same. You don't just get everything by just being there. You don't go to your job right. and sit in that desk and do good. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like you have to actually participate. You have to be in meetings. You have to, so like in anything in life. And it's, I think, I don't know why we assume that it's that way for church. Mm-hmm. We always assume that, Oh, me just being here, my presence being here is good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is very like, uppity to think about like oh me being here is enough for to be classified <laughs> as something good we all know that person in <laughs> <laughs> um but in acts i um I, I i know that we know this i know that like we understand what it means to be a church as far as like being together in different things but like it's literally laid out for us so acts 2 41 through 42 says then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day they there added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Like, that's literally the breakdown. Like, like if nothing else, that's the breakdown of church. You're supposed to be people getting saved, people coming together, learning how to be a disciple of Jesus, eating, oh, Lord, <laughs> lots Lord. of eating, and prayer. Yeah. Like, if anybody like it, they make it, we make it so complicated. I think we made it complicated, but then too, um, I think if your church is missing any of those four ingredients, then mm-hmm. you're not technically a church. I mean, I go back to the cake example. I don't know mm-hmm. why church is cake today, uh, <laughs> but I go back to the cake example. Like you're making a cake, right? You need flour, you need eggs, you need uh, oil, you need. You can really make it with those three, but if you <laughs> if you take out a, a key ingredient, you're mm-hmm. not going to have a cake. You're going yeah. to have a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's the same with church. If you take any of those four ingredients out, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a church, yeah. according to the Bible. Yep. And so, but just like that, like we talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think you know eating together is not really important for a church. Like we can just all go to our own lunches. We can mm-hmm. all just go. Well, actually, that's a key ingredient. Yeah. 
Like we all like food, but yes. it actually food together is actually a key ingredient in the Bible that yes. we often miss. We all know salvation is important. Like we know that should be happening. We kind of give lip service that the Bible and doctrine mm-hmm. is important, but actually eating together is in the same list. Like, yeah. and what that means, in, and especially in Bible times, wasn't necessarily the food that was important. It was the time spent over food yeah. that was important. Well, think about when you invite people over for dinner. Well, yes, there's delicious food. But when you invite people over Depends together, on who's cooking. This is true. But, like, you don't invite them over for the food. Right. You invite them over to hang out with them, to get to know them, to grow a relationship. And I think that's where people um, lack the... They're like, oh, it's just food. Yeah. But it's more than that. I think I, I think the verse said breaking bread and mm-hmm. fellowship was the term. Yeah. Um, and that that's what... It, it's not about the bread. It's about the breaking of the bread. It's that time together, investing yeah. in each other's lives, learning about each other, helping each other grow. Yes. yes. But I think there's a huge difference, like you're saying, with missing the ingredients. If you look at the churches that missed even one step of that look at what the outcome is yeah. Oh, yeah. you know like the christians coming out of churches that have all these things and the christians coming from churches that don't right. yeah like it's not the same cake yeah i would say that a lot some, of tr- are, dense. <laughs> some are very dense i would say that a lot of people will agree on the discipleship and the prayers but mm-hmm. it is it is the food and the spending I think that's the thing is like there's a quality time required. Yeah. And I think that's where it really boils down to. It's less of the food, less of what we were just talking It's the quality time with people. So it's spending time with people outside of just services. Yeah. Intentional investing each other's mm-hmm. life. And that's honestly, I guess that requires more work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to come and sit in a pew, do my time and then leave. Yeah. But, but isn't that all Jesus did yeah, the whole exactly. time he was here? And in fact, a lot of times he would actually leave, like he would, there are a few examples in the gospels where um, there would be a group gathered to hear mm-hmm. him speak and he mm-hmm. actually would dodge them and go and serve an individual mm-hmm. and intentionally invest in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And so he wasn't saying that the, the gospel, the, the Bible is not important. What he was saying was it's about the intentional investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's how it's supposed to be in church. But a lot of times we function the other way around where it's all about the three songs, the message, the altar call, mm-hmm. let's go. It's actually, there's more work done in investing intentionally in each yeah. other's lives spiritually than really sometimes in all the sermons put together. Yeah. Well, and I think that you grow together and you learn more of one another. And I think that's the point of a church. So all you need to be saved is Jesus. But they call us to be part of a church. And so why do we need to be part of a church? Mm-hmm. One, it's accountability. It's growing together. It's she knows something that I don't know. So I need to learn off of her. Like, do you know what I mean? And so I think that's where people are like the lone wolf people that are like, mm-hmm. oh, I have Jesus. It's me and Jesus. Yeah, he has your salvation, but he's also called you to be part of a group of believers so that you have a support system. Yeah. I believe it was your dad. Um, I don't know how many weeks ago it was, but he would talk about the um, the tall trees. What are the... Uh, mm, yeah, the, not the cicadas. Red Those are bugs. The, <laughs> red are no, red I don't think it's... I don't the big red trees in California. Yeah, we know the, the big ones. Huh? There's, there's another name. There's an, that's I not the, the word name, but... It's not sycamore, but like no. it's... Um, yeah, anyways. The anyway. tall ones over in California, but they don't have very good roots. But the, the reason why they're so strong is they all are together. And yeah. so that's the exact same thing here is that we are not strong on our own, but together we're a force. What Paul writes is, and this is so overused, but like we miss the lit- the, the literalness of what he says. Mm-hmm. We're a body. Yeah. And so like if you see someone who's missing a arm, mm-hmm. you can tell immediately something happened something's not right something's not normal and so they're functioning i'm a chicken wing obviously they're functioning (laughs) right they're functioning in a unhealthy way without what they were intended to have it's the same way in church and even even the opposite of that is true so you said the lone ranger concept if you see an arm laying on the sidewalk (laughs) you're concerned concerned. you're going to run away there's a problem but that's what that's what paul's writing that's what the bible says Mm -hmm. is that we to have functionability in the bible 
we each play a part of the body. Yes. And so if you are not playing a part as a piece of the body, you're not functioning properly. Mm -hmm. And the, the best part of that, you said we all need Jesus to be saved. Jesus is the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I've really uh, come to be challenged by lately is that it's Christ's body. Mm -hmm. He's the head. But if you're not playing your role, his body cannot function. It's not your yeah. body. Yeah. His body can't function. Yeah. And so if you're not willing to be that pinky toe, mm -hmm. if you're not willing to be the ear, whatever you want to be, mm -hmm. I couldn't think of anything more insulting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you aren't willing to the be. Left tooth. <laughs> left tooth. Left? You divide them? Now I'm like. You really are. I have that like. That's my right. <laughs> my right one. Who knew they were divided left and right? Yeah. I mean, maybe numbers, but left and right. There's so many on the left. <laughs> One they should be ones. equal, should they not? I, I, I say to name one of them oh. as a left tooth. I shoot one with my right, so the left ones aren't the important. <laughs> oh. <laughs> were we talking about something? I don't know. I think we're doing a podcast. Oh. But yeah, I think that's, it, it is, and it's, you lack um, growth if you're not a part of a church. Um, actually, this leads me into my next thing that I want to talk about is, like, why church was important to me. And I think that people lack um, seeing what's really going on in people's lives, if that makes sense. And so, like a few years ago, I was in STNA. I was working um, night shift. And as these guys can attest, I was not very, I was not very good. I was not very happy. I was not, I was... Bad pinky toe. I was a bad <laughs> pinky toe. And so it was because I was missing church uh, so often. And... I don't think there's necessarily something wrong if, like, you're forced to as far as, like, if a man goes needs to go to work and do it. But there's things that you have to take. You have to take um, special precautions in that, and you have to make sure that you're spiritually strong in other avenues other than church. But, like, for me, I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I really struggled, like, really, really bad. Um, I think it was more of, for me, it was I didn't have that structure. I didn't have that support system, even though you guys didn't change. Like the structure of the church didn't change. I changed. And so since I wasn't here, I didn't want to cry. <laughs> since I wasn't here, I wasn't able to grow and be strong in him like I was supposed to be. I remember having that, um, that thought process. I remember I had to work Saturday night and I wanted to be here for Sunday morning. But I got off at 6 a.m. So I couldn't just like, I had to sleep. And so I was coming later and I was driving over the bridge and I was like, they don't want me there. I remember thinking, these people don't want me there. I'm a slacker. I'm awful. Now, mind you, this is the church I've been going to for how many years? Like, I don't know, 150 at this point? <laughs> but like, I was one of the strong members. I was one of the pillars. I was one of the people that were always there. I was a part of every ministry. And so to the outside world, people are probably like, well, she can handle that because she's, mm -hmm. she's one of the pillars. She knows the Bible. She knows she's a good Christian, but being away was just so hard. And to the point of, I didn't, and this is really hard to admit. I've never really admitted to anybody. I didn't want to live anymore. Like I was so upset and there was several times that I was like, well, it's not worth it anymore. If they don't want me to be there, where am I supposed to be? And so I want to say to all of you guys, even though you think that you're strong, you think that you're, you know, you and Jesus got this, he wants you to be in a church. And now there are circumstances where people can't, obviously, uh, like Jacob, he misses every other service because of work, whatever. 
But when God calls you to be into something, it's totally different than when you're just stepping into something because you want it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was. I believe that Jacob's job was given to him by God, and that's where he's supposed to be, and he's blessed him in that. Whereas I just chose to do it because I was selfish. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's I think being on the flip side of that, like I see how important it is. It's not a I get up and be like, oh, I guess I have to go to church today. It's I get to go to church because then I don't feel that way mm -hmm. i have a support system i'm part of a, a a body you know what i mean and you're you're accountable and i don't know i just for me it's really really important on the flip side of that i think that 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 attests to two things i think that attests to the healthiness of a church yeah but i also as weirdly as this sounds i think that actually attests to a healthiness of a relationship with god mm -hmm. because had you been okay with being in that situation that's a sign that there's a problem. Yes. It's supposed to hurt when your arm is cut off. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, what, like, that's literally what it means. So like, I think that attests to, you know what, you're supposed to feel pain when you aren't with the body that you belong to. Yeah. And yet so many Christians can miss a week or two weeks or yeah. a month or between Easter and Christmas and <laughs> feel totally fine. That's not church yeah. folks. I don't know what you're calling that, but that's not church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, to, I guess, echo a little bit mm -hmm. of what Jamie said uh, personally for me, and maybe I'm just more sensitive because I'm just always here, uh, but uh, we went on vacation a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, so we weren't here on a Sunday, um, and, and we don't miss very many Sundays at all, mm -hmm. um, but we were just literally gone one Sunday, mm -hmm. and some reason I couldn't get the live stream, I think we were traveling or whatever, and so I just totally was totally just... MIA completely, yeah. totally unattached, 100%. Yeah, we're very aware. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I was grumpy. Like, yeah. I did not, yeah. I was, didn't have to yell yeah, that so hard. Um, There's I, only truth here. <laughs> I, I did, I felt grumpy. I just didn't feel content. But then even beyond that, I was struggling in my mind. I was mm -hmm. thinking the same thing. They don't need me. They don't want me. Yeah. Like, I, I, the, the devil was just getting in my mind, mm -hmm. like, you know what? They're going to be fighting and they're going to be arguing. They're just not going to come back. Like, just there's all these problems going on. Yep. And that was just one servant, like yeah. one day. Yeah. And and so, again, a healthy church, a healthy relationship with God, you will not feel good when you miss yes. church. It, there will be a problem. You will. It's not supposed to be natural to miss. Yeah. I guess for me, mine kind of it's kind of the same, but like. Mine was when I was going to church. Mm -hmm. So when the boys were really little, they were 13 months apart. And I literally felt like I was just going to church just because I had to. And all I was doing in church was, shh, stop talking, stop. Yeah. You know, like, You're wrangling children. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I would leave services. I don't know if CJ remembers, like crying all the time. Like, it's way easier to take care of the kids at home yeah. than to do this in yep. church. Like, everyone's upset with me. My kids are too loud. Nothing, got nothing from church. And like, I literally had thought, like, I would rather just stay home yeah. than to come to church. Yeah. And that's so horrible. But through different things and stuff, I now, I read some books and some studies. I did a lot of praying and different things and just changing my mentality to, mm -hmm. I'm not going to church to check it off the list. And I don't want to go to church and just tell my kids to be quiet, yeah. but I can just go to church and just worship for myself right, and, and let them. my kids yeah. go crazy. And just finding that balance of ushering them into his presence and worshiping with them has really helped. And that helped through um, COVID when we weren't able mm -hmm. to come to church. I enjoyed that time so much because it was just me and my kids yeah. on, I got the um, piano bench. So we had like our own little pew because I didn't trust them on the couch because they thought that was too laxed. Yeah. And so we would sit there and I just like, just getting to really have the intimate time with God and my kids all together. And now that's what we have through church. And so that's what helped me through it is the encouragement mm -hmm. I get from the body because I've had a lot of help with my children yeah. through the church body. Yeah. But you can have those same horrible feelings even by just yeah. sitting yeah. if mm -hmm. you don't come for the right reasons like we talked earlier. Exactly.
so probably one of those like looking back, I'm going to think I shouldn't have said this moments, but mm-hmm. here it's we good. go. Those, those uh, good ones. I just like what Rachel said. I have heard that over. I mean, in my own family, but then with her family, I've heard this in other churches from other families. I've heard this at youth camp. I've mm-hmm. heard this in church. Like I hear this same thing a lot and maybe none of them will ever listen to this podcast. I don't know, but I just want to say this out loud. Be cautious of your criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You're not here for you mm-hmm. if you're doing church correctly. You once were young, too. You once had a young young family, too. Yeah. Now, granted, there probably are kids who need a little bit more guidance. There probably mm-hmm. are some parents who don't know how to church with kids. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yep. That's usually not what we're talking about here. No. I've been on the receiving end of criticism. My daughter has been in church literally since the week she was born. Like, she's been in church every single week. Except for when we're on vacation, apparently. Yeah. Uh, she actually was still here. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Was- that's right. She's better Christian than we are. Uh, but what I'm saying is, before you open your mouth, just consider what you're saying. And think about yeah. the mom. Think about, think about the about mom. The think about the kids. Say, for instance, that person does not come back with their kids, and their kids are no longer in church, and eternally that has an impact. Yeah. Was your comment really necessary? Do you think God can give them advice better than you ever could? Have yeah. you ever stopped and think about that? And again, I don't know that that should have been said or that any of those critics will ever listen, but I hear that comment a lot yeah. from moms and from parents, and full honesty – are we letting the Lord speak through us or are we speaking for ourselves? Well, and I think that's something that you have to be aware of. Like, I don't think it's wrong to give because um, it says in the Bible that women are meant to mentor women. But you got to do it if you're doing it because you're spiteful. Yeah. That's the issue. And, and you got to do it with looking back because I think that's so funny because so many like people will make comments or something. And like all I can think of is like you really don't remember having little no, kids, do right. you? And so like, well, just and, you can again, mentor. Now, now you're just getting me to be old and cranky. I, so <laughs> that the same typically, and again, you, you're gonna want to smack my hand. Typically, the same critics are the old ladies who are back there whispering as loud as they can, right? Opening Always, the candy for three church. minutes. Yeah, like they're back there having a full blown conversation, but your kid burped and it's a distraction. Like, <laughs> should like, they have burped? Probably not. But you're more. Do you see what I'm saying? She's gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> I think it goes back to what Jamie said. We're all a body. Yeah. That little old lady should be here to help you. Maybe she needs, I think of another uh, somewhat older lady in our church who a few weeks back, she has no kids of her own. Her kids are well-grown. Her grandkids are well-grown. She went and, and picked up one of the little, little kids in our church and just took them out. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was on the side. Took them to the sheet. nursery. Didn't like <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify. I don't think she was on the side. I don't think that was even her job, but she no. just felt led to do so. Yeah. And the parents were so gracious. Yeah. And so again, we're here as a body. We're here together. Mm-hmm. Your kid is my problem. It's your problem. I want to enable you spiritually. I want to enable your kids spiritually. Mm-hmm. I want to come along beside you. Uh, disruptions in church are a problem. I'm not saying we need to let those go free. No. But I'm saying is our approach to those. Yeah. Yep. That was a total yeah, rabbit I'm so trail. sorry, sorry to open that can of worms. Uh, so, so, so back to James. Back to me. Back to my podcast. Uh, sorry. I, well, I just want to say on the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. The place the Lord's brought you to since then is just night and day. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with that? Um, Jane, I don't know if she's going to be like, no, <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> uh, spiritually, relationships, uh, just she, James and Lead in Ministries. Now she's taking on all of these. She's she's writing for the NOIC, just doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the Lord ever could have used her had she continued yeah. on that path. And what I, what I see so often in church is kind of what Jamie said. It's self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. If you are forced and there are no other options for you and no other income for you and and on and on and on, 
You know, that's one situation. More often than not, the problem lies with the people who are choosing. Yes. Who do have a choice, who they just want this for themselves. And so this is just an unfortunate mm -hmm. effect of that. Yep. yep. That is a problem. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this straight and loud or bold or whatever it is that dad says all the time. Mm -hmm. Straight and what is it he says? Loud, and loud and straight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spiritual matters come before physical matters. Yeah. I was just going to say spiritual matters always come first, especially yeah. in the family. Yes. Like. A lot of times we look at, you know, even husbands, even men. Mm -hmm. And yes, you were called to be the provider of the family. The funny thing is you were called to be a spiritual leader before you're called yep. to be a provider. Yep. If there is another option, even if it's less money, even if yep. it's different hours, if there is another option, spiritual always comes first. That's not popular. Honestly, I've heard the opposite preached even here in our church. And yep. I fully believe that you are called to spiritually provide before you were called to physically provide. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have that reversed, your family cannot grow spiritually. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I have a question for you guys. Yeah. It's Sunday morning. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. You're getting ready to do the kids and your spouses and everything. How do you prepare yourself for I'm church? usually cooking. Like this. Ah! <laughs> yes. yes, that sounds about right. That's before the kids even wake up. She's just yeah. by herself in the kitchen. This is her like, release for the day. <laughs> no, but how do you prepare yourself for church? Because I know there's been several times I haven't, and I didn't get nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. So... How do you guys go into Sunday morning? How do you prepare yourself to to not only get something from church, but also give God praise? Because that's what the reason of, you know, the songs and the hymns are for. So what do you guys do? Me first. You sure. Know? Uh, oh, how fun. I think we should I tend to kill things. We could do that if we wanted to. Nope. So I like to do my scripture writing first thing. Mm -hmm. um, depends on if there's a kid awake. Kari tends to wake up pretty early. So mm -hmm. sometimes I'll do my scripture writing while I'm getting her breakfast and stuff. And then if she's still eating, I'll read my Bible while she's eating. If she's done eating, I'll listen to my audio while I'm getting ready for church. Mm -hmm. um, and then I like to spend time in prayer before. I often do that in the shower. Um, mm. If that's not, if we're allowed yeah, to say that, too. okay. okay. <laughs> secrets, we secrets we didn't know we were spilling. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then I, you can ask me. I almost always have music playing, but I have mm -hmm. kind of like specific songs I like for Sunday mornings, and so I just put on those songs, and I really just get my mind focused on him and um, try not to kill the family in the process. It oh, does tend good. to hinder things spiritually. That's not good. So. That was beautiful. I don't know that I could tell that. Uh, I I guess for me, and again, it's probably different for me because I'm just I'm literally at church seven days a week. Yeah. Um, for me though, I really prepare all week long, and like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to over spiritualize that. I really do though. Every single day, I pray for the Sunday service, mm -hmm. um, and the Wednesday service. Um, and so I'm all week long. You know, what songs do you have? What what words do you have? What conversations would you like to lead me into who would you like me to sit with how like i'm just constantly like getting my heart in a willing state yeah. um and so for sundays like it's almost this this has been a lifetime uh getting to this point so it's not like some formula i stumbled upon yesterday um <laughs> by doing that throughout the whole week sunday mornings have a lot less pressure mm-hmm like there's a lot less. Well, so I, I need got, to get ready. I need to get yeah, ready. Like I need to get hurry ready. Hurry up, get into God's presence now. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's how it used to be for me. Right. Like, oh, it's Sunday, pray, yeah. sing, pray, don't kill. Uh, <laughs> but now it's more like you know I've been preparing, I've been preparing, I've been preparing, and and honestly, like in a non not so spiritual aspect, I have a lot to do on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, I'm usually um, studying for Sunday school and sometimes for a message and for a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I have to get all of those ready Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 
reviewing them Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'm cooking because yes. we eat every we Sunday. Eat uh, so I'm cooking on, on top of child wrangling, on mm -hmm. top of picking out songs, on top of praying, on top of reading. Mm -hmm. So all of those go into a Sunday morning, really, and every morning. Yeah. And so really there's not enough time to just spend four hours with the Lord, get my mind where it needs to yes. be. So I do that over a whole week. Mm -hmm. I'm like Rachel, you know, I'm all, I do have special songs for Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I usually, you know, um, will try to get my mind where the Lord's led it for the week. So again, for a Sunday school lesson or message. Mm -hmm. And then when I get to the church, I always, I always take the time to, um, go pray mm -hmm. and just get my mind cleared. And that's usually what I'll pray, you know, just ask the Lord to clear my heart, my mind, um, everything that's happened this week, everything someone said to me, everything that's gone on, just clear me of me and just let me focus on you alone. Mm -hmm. um, and really like that to me is kind of key, I guess, is just that that clearing the slate. Um, because I think, and, and and I guess a lot of times that's optional for folks. Yeah. Like it's different, we we sing and, and, and teach and different things. So that's a little different, but but that should be for everyone. Oh yeah. That should be if you're, if you are just a parent, if you're just a lay member, if you are a greeter, anything you're doing, like the whole point of church corporately is getting our hearts and minds on the Lord. Yep. But that only happens when you get you out of the way. Yes. I think that that's kind of like you guys have kind of cohorted together into what I do. Um, the only thing I do. Cohorted. I know. I was like, it's cohorted. Like cohort means something. Yeah, but can you titted it? <laughs> can you add an ED on the end? Like cohort. I guess that's a cohorted. Cohorted it. He a who. <laughs> he does. What? <laughs> He's not hip with the movies that are 20 years old. <laughs> Here's a who. Right, but cohorting. not cohorted. Cohorting. Here's a who. Aldi's version. Yeah, it really is. No, but I do the same thing. I like to listen to certain songs. I like to pray. Um, I don't always like have a shower going on in the morning because I sometimes shower at night. So like I sometimes, you know, while I'm curling my hair or while I'm straightening it, while I'm doing like just constantly trying to be, which for me, I'm childless. So I have a little bit of an easier Sunday morning than y'all. Well, you have Jacob for now. every other yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every other Sunday. Yeah. You know what? To be fair, yeah, I do have to tell God, dude, are you going to get dressed? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I do. I do have a child. He's just bigger than your guys. Not for, very much. But. I think like the key is keeping the conversation open all week. Yes. Like in a, in all day. Like if you you know whether you're curling, curling your hair, I don't tend to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the shower, if you're driving, if you were what, just keeping the conversation going all week, mm -hmm. and then, again, it just kind of relieves that pressure. Um, yeah. So Josh, I'm going to ask you this question. Oh no. What do you do to be involved in the church? <laughs> <laughs> what could you possibly be doing all week? Just, I'm looking for ideas. I don't. Yeah, what do you do? Well, no. <laughs> so this is honestly actually kind of a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, I think you meant to be funny, but I am. Here we are. Wounds. Uh, <laughs> just rip that baby off. I want to make everyone cry. Um, well, so I, I work at the church uh, full time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm 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 literally always here, and typically when I clock out and go home. I just keep working there mm -hmm. with my family home. So I, I'm always doing something. But what's really been a struggle for me is like almost having that distinction between like working mm. and like belonging to the body. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like it's very, very, very easy to get caught up in the workload or caught up in the motions or caught up into mm -hmm. what needs done and neglect being a part of the body, a part of, you know, the church yeah. and investing in each other's lives. Um, and I'm, I'm not very good at that. Honestly, I still struggle with that. Um, I've, I've been told by leadership that, you know, we need to be more intentional mm -hmm. uh, standing at the door and talking to people. And, and, and so I, 
I try, especially at church time, to go out of my way to, how are you doing? What's mm-hmm. going on in your life? How can I pray for you? How you know what yeah. what is what's going on? Um, but I, I'm not always great at that. But it it takes practice, mm-hmm. um, especially, and I understand what you're like in a like a secular version of that is when I'm work from home, it's hard for me to separate yeah, work and home. Right. And so like, I feel like that's the same yep. situation where you're just like, well, where's the dividing line? Right. Where, where is my work requirement and where is my spiritual right. ministry requirement? Yep. yep. So um, I understand that. How about you? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm obviously not a people person. So going and talking to people, I know it's shocking, but I feel like, I guess one thing that I try to do on Sundays and Wednesdays, more on Sundays, but like, um, I think me and you were talking about it. I don't remember when we, we talked a little bit you sometimes and you might've been there. I'm I don't sure even know. You were there. <laughs> and, uh, but basically like I look for like, and I do it at camp too, but like the jobs that no one wants to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I try to go for those. Like if someone needs help doing something or doing something like, I don't know if that really is what you're talking yeah. about, but like I yeah. try to serve as much yeah. as I can. Go out of the way and do the thing that nobody else wants to do. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I think that, that's kind of the same thing for me. Um, being involved in the church is a lot of things that I don't. As want if we to go do. to a restaurant, she always orders whatever I get. Yeah, but she doesn't like it. <laughs> I do. Like, listen, yeah, I ordered the same thing for so many years because I didn't want to like ask, ask for yourself. <laughs> well, no, I didn't, well, no, because there were so many other questions that they the waitress had to ask me, and I didn't want to answer them. Dave, <laughs> so. you need therapy. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, honestly, it is like one of those things where it almost it's all when I thought of this question i was like it's kind of hard to think about that because like it's so integrated at this Mm -hmm. point so like it doesn't it doesn't click in my brain that working on minute to win it working on podcasts where it's being involved in the church Mm -hmm. because like it's just something that's naturally happening so i had to actually sit back and like think about like yeah there's podcasters noic there's um the doc meeting there's um the what youth, ministry. Outreach, well, youth ministry yeah your ministry so you do know you do that right <laughs> oh no um no i was thinking of um the outreach ministries that we've been doing like that type of thing and finding your role in that mm-hmm. that's like that's the thing is like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the front facing of every single ministry in your church it's just more of where are you able to lend a helping hand mm-hmm. in those ministries? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one of the things I love so much about your family specifically, um, and not just Jacob, the, the Heinz folk. I was trying to come up with an H, but there's nothing nice there. Um, <laughs> I think Pulligans. of all the people... <laughs> I said nothing nice. Um, of all the people I've grown up in, with in church, I think your family is gifted in support like mm-hmm. I've never seen. And really, I would say that's totally a biblical uh, concept and yeah. a, uh, even a biblical calling. Um, but no ma- they may not be the front people, but they will always be supportive of the services, of the ministries, mm-hmm. of whatever's going on, um, whether that's financially, whether that's mm-hmm. time, whether that's involvement, whether that's ideas, whether that's support, whether mm-hmm. that's uh, leadership, always involved. And really, I think that's been passed down to you and to yeah. your family. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I think that's a lot of the reason why there's so much that's completed here at our church is because there's this understanding of this is my church. Mm-hmm. I belong. I support. I'm yep. going to do this. Yep. And that's missing in most churches. Like mm-hmm. a lot of time we talked about this on, wow, that was still this episode. Very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the last episode. No, that was still this episode. Um, <laughs> Where church is like a pyramid thing, right? Where yeah. there's the guy at the top and then everyone below. But really, it should almost be the opposite because Jesus, I mean, you said this a minute ago, Jesus said that the servant's not greater than his master. Mm-hmm. And he said that Jesus himself came to serve. And so we should all be serving. Yeah. Um, personally, there is nothing I love doing more than serving. I, in some ways, enjoy serving people more than I do teaching or singing or anything mm-hmm. else I do. And so, but 
a lot of people, that's a scary, dirty word. Yes. And yet that's really what church is, is serving in some way. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Whenever you don't say anything afterwards, I feel like I shouldn't have commented. I should have come out to myself. I'm not self-conscious about no, that. Just, just sit down silently. So why you ask me to sit down? you need an applause. You said that you had out. I don't want applause. I just want to know you heard me and you appreciate me. We heard you anyway. Everything you say to me ever again, ever, I'll just be like, I love you. I appreciate you. No, I think it's like, I heard you. Yeah, I know. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Okay, I'm podcasting here. So, Rachel, what's your favorite part of church? Like, you get to church. What is the, like, your favorite? What? Because everybody has things that are drawn to. Like, everybody has, like, they're more song-oriented. They're more sermon-oriented. What is, like, your favorite? All of it is important, but what is your, like, what do you look forward to? I guess that's kind of tricky for me because, like, in the singing is when you really feel his presence mm-hmm. and you really just feel that sense of worship and praise and, like, just that intimate. But then in the sermon... Like, it's the teaching time. It's mm-hmm. the learning time. So, like, I, I enjoy both. I mean, I enjoy being in his presence probably more so than learning because sometimes learning is not fun and it's painful <laughs> in some ways. But, uh, Toe stepping. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I don't – am I allowed to say that? Is, yeah. that? is that complete as an answer? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. done. How about you? I'd like to order whatever she just said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to answer any questions. We heard you. <laughs> we heard you and we appreciate you. <laughs> So we broke him. Fake nose noises. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I'm kind of like Rachel. Like, I see it as a package deal. Yes. Like, it's it's kind of hard. Like, but, uh, I think I think it's I don't know Spurgeon or someone says like which which do you need more breathing in or, or breathing yeah. out? Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of like they're all different roles and, and distinctive. So I don't mm-hmm. know that I could really pinpoint a favorite. What's your favorite part of a Snickers? Part Snickers? Mm-hmm. The caramel. It'd be like trying to describe your favorite part of a Snickers. I don't love Snickers. I don't eat Snickers. Yeah, that's awfully difficult. I don't. Mm. Hard I question. Like, hard question. Yeah, like it's all together. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's like I appreciate. The... Jamie, yes. what's your favorite part of the trip? <laughs> what was your favorite part of the trip? Um. So for me, it's Dora. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So my favorite, actually, my favorite part of church is, like, I love to learn, and I love that. I, I love that aspect. But for me, is to sit, and it's actually the same thing for youth camp, is when I sit at my keyboard and I get to see everyone mm-hmm. else. Um, for me, it's the, um, when Peyton, I love when Peyton sings, because, like, you can hear all over the church, and it's, like, my favorite thing. And, mm-hmm. like, I think that's what does that for me. It's the knowing, seeing them be blessed by God yeah. as much as I'm getting yeah. blessed. Listen, we have some good worshipers in our church. There's we a couple do. people that I can oh, pick yeah. out that I just, yeah. I love watching and them I, worship. I yeah. went out of my way to share with them. Like, you have a gift for worshiping. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, where that falls biblically. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. everyone technically should have that gift. <laughs> yeah. but, but I told them, I'm like, you sincerely, like, mm-hmm. have a gift to yeah. worship. Yeah. Uh, and that's typically not the person with the microphone around stage. Oh, like, no. it's the person no. in the pews leading the church into worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's my favorite part. I I enjoy seeing other people um, grow in him and love him just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, any any final thoughts on any of that? Nothing. <laughs> I'm afraid to comment. We heard you. <laughs> and we appreciate you. <laughs> so this week's charge up challenge. Um, I want you to analyze your individual church membership health. Yeah. I don't want you to think about your Pew neighbor's health. I don't want Is that a term? Pew neighbor? Pew neighbor? Yeah. I think pew person. Of pew course person. I would. But like, I don't want you to be like, well, I know they need something. I don't want you to be like, I know they're struggling thing. I want you to look at yourself. Are you 
<laughs> I was really funny about this. I have, I am now looking back on my choices and I feel like I showed it half. But are you acting more like a helping hand or a necrotic knee? Yeah, I... I don't think know. that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my brain was all like, like death. And yeah. So like, yeah. Like, you know okay. what I mean? But I know some people. <laughs> so I want you to take some time today and throughout the week. And even you could do this like throughout months as you start learning more about how you can be a better role in your church. I want you to write down the following questions and your answers. And, or you can answer them in the head, but I like to write things down because then I forget about them if I put them in here because it's gone. Um, but the following questions are, how often are you going to church? Because if you're going once a month, once a week, that's really not going to do you good. As we talked about last week, even with like the Bible, how we're supposed to, we are spiritually hungry. You need that in church mm -hmm. as well. And just like my example and your example, like if you miss, you're lacking. Mm -hmm. um, what ministries are you actively a part of? Not, oh, my church does this. Right. What are you actively, if you're not able to write down at least one or two or three ministries that you're actively a part of, maybe you should be a part of your church a little bit more how much time are you spending with your church family outside of church services mm. i think this one's gonna be the like i think everyone else is like yeah i'm a part of this i'm a part of this but how much time are you actually investing in the people that you love and you are around and not just your best friend no but like yeah. the church like everybody. Yeah. yeah exactly and then i was talking to you two i spend time with people <laughs> i don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, how often are you active in services? Mm. So I think that's a big thing. We were just talking about how much it blesses us to see people worship and, you know, learn and do different things. But like, how often are you doing that? Mm -hmm. How often are you actually raising your hand mm -hmm. and not raising your hand for looks, not for like, right. but, but how many times are you actually just freely giving yourself to God? Yeah. And so for I me, think, one of my favorite things, uh, sometimes being active in church is just showing you get it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, there was a, a, a lady here this week at the church. Um, and she was just out of the blue, like we, we were both doing some work and out mm -hmm. of the blue, she was sharing with me, um, what the Lord was doing in her life from what we had learned in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And so that really blessed me. Yeah. That was her being active in church, not yeah. even necessarily a service, but just like being engaged, understanding, applying. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. sometimes it's just that response to, uh, the word of the Lord. I'll never forget. Um, so Miguel, one of our preachers here, is he has a um, issue with being able to with being able to see. Like he like pretty much he has like a hole here, so like it's hard for him to see things. And I'll never forget the one time I sat closer to him because we were talking about he had he had information on something, so we sat closer at the front of the church. And I you know I nodded my head in agreement and different things, and he's like, "Do you?" always do that <laughs> i'm like yeah when i'm in the back he's like i don't see that yeah. during preaching yeah. he's like i'm glad to know that you you're yeah. you're you're active in it you're getting it you know what i mean and yeah. I, it would be so sad not to be able to see well and and i'll echo that i don't see well uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even you know when i'm up teaching or preaching just saying an audible amen mm -hmm. or i'll you'll often hear me say Shaking head means you understand. Yes. Like I say, means that, you're awake. That means, means you're, you're alive. Yeah. And so, what is that saying? Hey, this is a this is not a spectator sport. This yeah. is a corporate conversation. We're doing this together. We're learning together. Yeah. But yeah, any final notes on that? Watch your squeaked. Mm -hmm. All right. So my conservable quote today is from a dead old guy. That's so proud I of know. you. That's, that's a, really he has good. a name. Yeah, has that, a name. that is impressive. Um, church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood is to a sick man. And this is D.L. Moody. Um, I think that's 
That's goodie. exactly what it is. It is just as important to you as any kind of life-saving medication that you can get from somebody mm-hmm. else. You know what I mean? It's just... I think that's something that we lack, and especially in today, we like to think, oh, I can go to church once a week, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I checked my, bo- my box off, you know? Um, so today's feature content, the song is Take Me Back by Cochran & Co. Um, I've been told that I've been giving the, lo- the wrong um, mm-hmm. artist for all of my songs. It, really? I've been giving the feature, apparently, instead of the actual writer. Or the actual person, but I, I don't know. You're I just know. whoever we, whoever's video we put on is who we want to feature. Yeah, I know, but I don't he, care like, who writes. CJ it. keeps on yelling at no. me. Okay. Oh, CJ's the boss. And for my resource today, I have a it's like a sermon podcast by Eric Ludi. It's called the Film Crew, and it basically just goes through how the church is supposed to work like a healthy film crew, and it, he just goes through all the um. The different jobs and different things like basically just showing the parallels but i thought it was really good for this um podcast but yeah so i think that's it. all right well thank you guys for joining us for this week and we will see you next week bye, bye.